Hey guys, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to thank you for tuning in to our sermon today. At TC, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. TC, let's give it to Jesus one more time. Man, we are so excited you guys are here today. We are in Vision Sunday. Come on, somebody. Oh, that was weak sauce. You guys better come harder than that. I said, it's Vision Sunday. Where my TC crew at? Yeah, I better bring it harder than that. Man, we're so excited. In all seriousness, we're jumping into a series called Bridge Builders, and there's so much happening at Transformation Church. And this is our opportunity to kind of put in front of you a number of the things that God is doing. Um, But here's the deal. I believe two things are always happening when we look at vision. One, it's what God wants to do in your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, your life. So it's what God wants to do in your life. And it's what God wants to do in the church. And those two things happen simultaneously. I don't believe God does anything in the house that he doesn't want to do in your home. And so uh, we want to see God do amazing things. How many guys have ever tried to put furniture together? Anybody ever tried to put furniture together? Anybody ever look at the picture and you're like, ah, I don't need these instructions. Right? (laughs) Anybody ever realize you get to step five and you're like, that's what that screw was for. (laughs) Right? Uh, because it's not just enough to know what the end result is supposed to look like. You need to have some steps along the way. Come on, somebody, right? And so you you need to have some steps along the way. And so here's the thing that we've learned uh, as far as vision and as far as becoming what we're going to talk about in this series, which is being a bridge builder. And one of the things we've learned in the bridge builder is that there's a process to it. There's three things, and we're going to show you some of that today. But here's what I know. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, say vision, Vision. where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. Perish. And so where where there is no vision, when you can't see it, people perish. Now, now it's not a physical death. It's more of a death to the things, the hopes, the dreams, the the thing that God wants to accomplish. The message paraphrase uh, Bible says it, I think, in a way that helps us understand what God's intent was a little bit better. It says, uh, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Like, and I don't know if, about you, but there's been seasons of my life that that line right there best described what my life looks like. When, when you can't see what God wants for you, you stumble all over yourself trying to figure it out. Anybody ever found themselves in that place before, right? It says this, but when he attends, when, when they attend to what he reveals. So when they, when they pay attention to, acknowledge, and follow what God shows them, they are most blessed, And so here's the deal. How many of us want to live a life of favor with God? Come on. Awesome. Half of you. The rest of you, whatever. Do whatever you want to do. It's It's really up to you. Now, we we all want to live a life of favor with God, but what does that look like and how do we get there? And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. Now, if you're new with us at Transformation Church today, this is going to be a little bit different message and kind of a different series. But at the end of the day, I think it'll speak to your life if you'll hear it. Because even though you may be new to this environment, here's the reality. What God wants for you is not different just because it might be your first Sunday here. See, at Transformation Church, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. We exist to see people transform. So so God has a vision for your life. Say vision. Vision. Turn to your neighbor and say vision. Vision. Now turn to the person you just neglected on the other side of you, right, and say vision. You're like, I don't know them. It's weird. I don't. The ushers put us next to each other. We weren't even supposed to be in the same spot, all right? 
God has a vision for your life. But can I, can I be honest with you for just a second? So does the enemy. Like, like as much as God has something great for your life and you want it and you want to follow it and you're like, yes, I want that. Listen to me. The enemy has one too. As much as God wants you to be purposeful, the enemy wants you to be purposeless. As much as God wants you to be joyful, the enemy wants you to be joyless. As much as God wants you to be peaceful, the enemy or the, God wants you to be peaceful, the enemy wants you to be peaceless. Listen, as much as God has a plan for your life, the enemy has one too. And if we don't get intentional about where we're going, we'll unintentionally end up where we don't want to go. John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy has a plan for your life. You're like, this is so encouraging, Pastor. But thank you so much for speaking. <laughs> he has a plan for your life. But here's the beautiful thing. The enemy doesn't get to overpower God. So, so, so here's what we're looking at. Jesus says, I've come that you would have life. And in, that, in its context, he means eternal life. I, I've, came, I, I've come that you would have an eternal life with me. And then he says this, but I also came that you would have life. This life here to the fullest. So, so God has a desire for your life and what it would look like. He has a plan for your life and what it will look like. And God always wants to lead us to a place where our life is purposeful. Now, here's the deal. How many of you guys have God ever led your life down a path you didn't pick? Come on. Did God go left any times you wanted to go right? Come on, somebody, right? You're like, how did we end up here, Right? And you were giving God suggestions in prayer, right, from the front seat of your car. You're like, listen, God, I don't know if you're paying attention up there or not, but I've got some things we need to talk about that's going on down here. I know you're busy. There's stuff happening, but I need you to, and God's saying, no, 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 I've got a plan for your life. And so I want to talk to you today about being a bridge builder. Say bridge builder. Because here's the reality. God is a calling on our lives to build, to, to make things possible, to, to, to take a group of people from here to like, God wants us to go somewhere. In Luke chapter 6, I want you to turn there with me if you have your Bibles. If not, it's on your notes and on the screen. But in Luke chapter 6, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking to the people. And he, he does a few things that I want to show you. He gives us three ways we can understand what we're supposed to do as bridge builders. Because here's the deal. If you want favor from God, we have to get active with God's plan. I'm going to say it again. If we want to walk in God's favor. Now, when I say God's favor, just for the record, that doesn't mean you're getting a yacht tomorrow. However, if you do. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not saying you get a mansion tomorrow. However, <laughs> if you, all right, anyway, so what I'm saying is when we walk in God's favor, here's what we're walking in. That doesn't always mean you're going to have more money. It means you're going to have God doing more for you than you could do for yourself. And listen to me. Let me just give you this. Bridge builders always walk in favor. So what does it look like to be one? That's what I want to show you today. Jesus looks at them and he says this, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say. Moving on. This, and he keeps on going. Let's read it. He says this, as for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but it could not be shaken 
because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. Say without. The moment the torch struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Today I want to talk about being a bridge builder. And here's the thing I want you to just take a moment right now and I want you to ask God. God, speak to my heart about what my role in this is. That's all I want you to say. Can we do that for a second? So just take a moment. You can say it out loud. You can say it internally. God, speak to my heart and show me what my role in this is. Because I'm going to ask you to ask God to reveal that to you. All right? And so I want to give you three things that bridge builders do and bridge builders know. Number one, bridge builders know that building starts with a vision. Building starts with a vision because without the vision, the people perish. So you got to know where you're going. My wife loves home projects. I do not love home projects. Um, so, no, I love surprising my wife with home projects. So, so she'll randomly come home from a vacation or whatever, and I've changed things in the house. Uh, not furniture layouts, because people that do that once a quarter are crazy and psychotic, and you need help, okay? So if someone rearranged my furniture every quarter, I would move. Anyway, so, but I'm more talking about, like, shelves, all right? So, but I, I, I used to ask my wife for years. We've been married 13 years. So I used to come to her and be like, I've got these ideas that I'm thinking about trying. Like, you, you should, you, you, like, we're, I'm thinking about this. And I would start explaining it to her. I'm thinking about trying this, and we're going to change this, and we're going to do this. And, and here, here's what she would say. I, I, I can't see it. Like, I need, I need to see it first. Come on, ladies. Any y'all, like, I need, I, before you go touching, I need to see it. I can't see it. And she knows I can use Photoshop. She's like, take a picture of it and like Photoshop the shelves. On, I need to see it. For, I, can't, I can't say yes until I can see it. And then I would show it to her and she would go, I don't know if I'm going to like that. <laughs> so you know what I've done over the last two years? Surprised her with what was already done. She comes home from vacation. I'm like, ta-da. <laughs> you know? And then every time, you know what she does? Oh, my gosh, I love it. And so while she's on vacation, I, I hit up her dad, who's great at building them between me and him. I design it. He helps build it. I, I put it together at the house. And, and every time I call him, I'm like, listen, your daughter, because I know it's his daughter when she wants something crazy, right? Not my wife. Your daughter. No. Uh, we, 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 we'll do it. And then she gets done. And here's the deal. I can see it without it on paper, but she can't. And listen to me. I can, I've got the vision for where this is going, but because she doesn't have the vision, she can't get behind it. And listen, we need to be praying that God would give us the vision for where our life is going. Because listen, it'll be a whole lot easier to surrender to what he's doing when we can see what God is doing. And so we have to, building starts with a vision. Luke 6, 47, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And I think that's where so many of us are because we're saying, I love you, Jesus. I give you my life. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this with your life. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what I signed up for. Why? We can't see what he's doing, right? We can't, we can't see where God is taking us. But here, let me, let me give you this and help you understand this very quickly. We exist to get people from here to there. I'm going to say it again. We exist to get people from here to there. Where is there? Wherever God wants it to be. And where is here? Wherever they're starting. 
So listen, for your life, our goal as a church is to get you from wherever you are to wherever God wants you to be. We exist to see people transform from here, where they are, who they are, to there, where God wants them to be. So our mission as a church will never change because we believe if you don't know Jesus, there's a here where you are and there's a there where he wants you to be. If you've been saved 30 years, there's a here where you are, but how many guys know there's higher heights and wider widths and deeper depths of God than we've ever thought or imagined? Like God has a fresh revelation for us. You might be here, but God wants you to be, say it with me, there. So we, we exist to get people from here to there. We want to take you on a journey of getting close to God no matter where you're at. And we've seen that happening in so many ways here at Transformation Church. It's been amazing. 20, as a matter of fact, I want to celebrate some wins with you real quick. 2023, this year alone, which is not done yet, by the way, we've seen over 516 guests walk through the doors here at Transformation Church. That's unbelievable. We've seen over 256 people make a commitment to Jesus who are going to hell and now they're going to heaven. Unbelievable. Some of them are you. Praise God. All right. So we're so excited for you going from hell and now you're going to heaven. Come on. Jesus is getting the glory out of your life. We've, we've seen 113 people get baptized and make a public declaration of faith in 2023 alone. And we've seen 183, over 183 people complete next steps and join TC and get plugged into the vision that God has for their life. Because listen to me, God has a vision for you and we're seeing people say yes to it over and over and over. And let's, let, let me help you out for a second, especially maybe you're new. We know how to help you move forward in the vision that God has for your life, even if you don't know what it looks like yet. Because God wants you to do four things no matter what. He wants you to worship him with a church family. He wants you to be in community and accountability. He wants you to discover the purpose he made you for, and he wants you to use that purpose. And we can help you with all four of those at TC. We, can, we have a system. We have a vision for helping you find the vision. And we want to help you get there. And if you'll let us, we'd be glad to take you on that journey. But the next thing that happens for bridge builders is we realize that it starts with a vision, but then nothing lasts without a foundation. Nothing lasts without a foundation. If you're not building on something solid, you're building on something weak. Nothing lasts without a foundation. Luke 6, 48, the people that listen to Jesus, they're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock, and when the floods came, it didn't affect the house. Now listen to me. Here's what I want you to understand about our lives, and this is for all of us. If you're not intentionally building it on the rock, you're unintentionally building it on the sand. So, so I'll say it this way. You don't have to intentionally build it on the sand if you don't. How many of you guys know you're building a life for yourself right now? Right? You're working, your career, you're like, yeah, I don't necessarily love it, but I'm working. Like, like, you're building a life for you right now. And if you're not making it a point to build it on the right thing, you're unintentionally building it on the wrong thing. And when the floods of life come, and how many guys know the floods of life will come, you will go through pain, you will go through heartache, you will go through hurt. When the floods of life come, if you are not built on the rock, you'll be looking for God. And listen to me, it's not because God let you down, it's because you never started with him in the first place. You tried to build a life for yourself the way you wanted it and the direction you wanted it, 
And, then, and, and how many of you have ever went to God and you, you prayed for God to help you, give you something, whatever, and you felt like he was far away? Anybody ever done that before? Seven of us. The rest of y'all are that close to God, huh? That's wild. I said, I said how many guys? We've all done that, right? Like, we've all gone to God and like, God, I really need help with this. And you're like, God? Like you're looking around like he's not answering. And can I tell you something? It's not because God's far away. It's because we didn't realize it, but we were building our life on drifting sand. And day by day, we got farther from him and didn't even realize it. And I'm going to tell you, we got to build it on the right foundation for our lives. And as a church, we're going to do that. Ephesians 2, Paul is talking, and he's speaking to Gentiles. So, so to give you context behind the scripture real quick, Paul is speaking to a group of people that for thousands of years were not allowed to be God's people. The Gentiles weren't allowed to be part of God's family. But when Jesus came and died, he gave the access to the Gentiles that the Jews had for thousands of years. And so Paul is talking to the Gentiles, and he says this. He says, you're no longer, say no longer. longer. You're no longer foreigners and strangers. In other words, you're no longer out there. You're no longer not a part of this. You're no longer on the outside looking in, but you are fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Now, can I tell you something? There's something beautiful about belonging to the right household. There's, a, there's something amazing about being part of the right household. How many guys would like to be part of Jeff Bezos' household? Multi-billionaire. I could do a lot with a billion dollars, right? I'm just letting you know right now. I think a billion dollars in the hands of the right person, come on, we could do some amazing things. What, <laughs> we, we'll build 36 buildings, all right, and still have enough to eat with in Jesus' name. All right, so, but we, we like, could do amazing things. Uh, we, Ashley and I sometimes will play the lottery. Don't judge me. Don't care. Anyways, but if it hits a billion, I'm playing. I'm just playing. Whatever God wants to do is what God wants to do. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> so uh, every once in a while, uh, we'll play, and I'll look at my wife, and I'll be like, I was praying that we would hit the lottery, and because uh, I know God's invested in me like that. Uh, and so I was praying that we would hit the lottery, and I told God, if we'll win, we'll give him 20% instead of just 10. You know what I'm like, extra favor, right? Extra favor. And she's like, 20? And I'm like, now nah, we're not going to win, man. <laughs> See, your greed cost us. He only asked for 10. I'm like, well... Now we're getting zero because you're greedy. <laughs> but hear me. In all honesty, there's favor connected to being part of the right house. And when I say house, I'm not talking about a church. I'm talking about the church being connected to Jesus Christ. And he's telling the Gentile, you're now part of the household built on the what? Foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. And if you don't know, the chief cornerstone of the building was the one that was the most important. It held everything else up. So Jesus is our chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. And so God has a plan for us and as bridge builders, because again, as bridge builders, what are we doing? We're making a point to help people get from here to there. We want to we build the bridge where we see thousands of people come to faith in Jesus Christ because we said yes. We, we want to play our part, which is why the last thing is, as bridge builders, you have to see the destination. You have to see 
the destination. I recently went on a trip to Guatemala, and uh, it was supposed to be cold while I was there. And then two weeks before the trip, they sent us an email and said, hey, the weather has changed. It's not going to be cold anymore. It's going to be very warm. And I was like, great, because I don't like to be hot. I did, this, this hoodie weather that's coming, that's my jam, y'all. This, this like hot, cold thing that's going on right now, uh, listen, that's the enemy at work, all right? We need to, we need to intercede a, a, a cold front, all right? But uh, so I was in Guatemala, and then the day before we went, they sent another email and said, by the way, if you have tattoos, you got to make sure you cover all of them, because in Guatemala, if you have tattoos, it's automatic gang affiliation. Great. Because I have some, all right? So I have some. So I was like, so they're like, so you got to wear long sleeves the whole time. So let's play catch up. It's hot. I'm climbing a mountain at 4,000 feet elevation in long sleeves and jeans. Bro, I was fighting for my life on that mountain, y'all. I'm not even lying to you. I was, you ever been so uncomfortable you were angry? Anyways, so I was. And so I, I, I was like, but, but here's what I kept telling myself. Here's what I, I was telling myself when I was in Guatemala. I was like, listen, I told myself this. You can do anything for a day. Like, I, don't, I don't have to like it, <laughs> right? So, so I'm going to complain most of the time. Oh, y'all holiered me? Okay, got it. All right, cool. I said, I'm going to complain some. Any, okay, right, right, right. God, this ain't what I had in mind. Come on. Some of y'all been going through a season of life where you were just, God, this ain't it. This ain't it. Kids that lost their mind. My boss is crazy. Anyways, I feel like I had to get that off my chest. So I'm, I'm going, and, and, I, and finally I just, and one of the guys looked at me, and he was in the same shape. I was, he's a former NFL uh, football player, lineman. So he's like, he, he was more angry than I was. He's like 6'8", 425. So I was like, <laughs> and I, so I know he was mad. And uh, he was looking at me. He's like, you good? I'm like, look, man, I could do anything for a day. If I know where the end is, I can get there. I'll persevere. Now, if you were to tell me do burpees until I tell you to stop, we're going to fight. Because <laughs> these hands are ready E for everyone. I'm not doing that. All right, I'm not. I refuse to do it. So I, I'm not doing that. But if you, if you tell me, like, hey, listen, we, if, we, if we'll say yes to this, then we can get to this point, and when we get to this point, we will have accomplished everything we set out to accomplish. My yes is easy because I know where the destination is. And listen to me, everything God is doing in your life, he has a destination. You saying yes to it is trusting that he knows where the end of this is. He knows where we're going. He knows what the outcome is going to be. Luke 6:48. when a flood came, the torrent struck, meaning the, the water struck, and a house that was built could not be shaken because it was well built. When we build on the right things, we can endure because we know that the, ex, the, the, the destination is what God is planning for us and we can trust him in that. And for your life, you need to have a destination. 
But listen to me, as a church, we have some destinations that I want to show them to you this morning for Vision Sunday. We've been working, even in the auditorium, you can look around, it sounds different, sounds better, sounds louder, praise God. Uh, but it, it sounds different here. What uh, We've been working with one of our companies here in town, replace the PA system, change the state. So this room is getting completed over the next five weeks, and we finally got our renderings back from our architect for the expansion. Where we're expanding this building all the way to the next building, and we're adding 13,000 square feet to the 16,000 square feet we're in right now. And so, so it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, you can clap for God on that. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've been working and working and working, and Pastor Justin's been working his tail off, all right, so uh, to, to get this ready. But we finally got our renderings back. So we want to show you what it's going to look like uh, on the campus here at Transformation Church beginning uh, soon. All right, I'm not going to give, I'm not dare going to give you a date, all right, because it's construction. We all know how that goes. All right, let's show them what the new uh, home of Transformation Church is going to look like. Go ahead and put it up there for us, guys. All right, and so that's the addition that we're adding on. Go ahead and go to the next picture. You can move through them quickly. All right, and so uh, they'll show you that's the full layout of the new front of the building. Uh, and keep moving. And so we're adding on the whole section. We're going to double our lobby space. Uh, actually, we're going to over double our lobby space that we currently have. And so that'll be the new face of Transformation Church when you walk in. Uh, and then we kind of see uh, a moving footage into this next video where you can kind of see it moving around. And so these are the renderings that the architects gave us. Now, the third building all to the way to the left, we're knocking that down. That thing is hopeless. All right, so we're, we're getting rid of that. The good news is we're putting in more parking so we can facilitate more people. Praise God. So for those of you that are parked in the ditch right now, you can park a little closer. We're, we're super grateful for your... Some of you are like, I can do anything for a day. All right, so, all right but is it, I don't know who these people are. They look great, though. They're awesome. Good for them. So, uh, and so we're going to be adding all of that. Now, one of the other beautiful things that's happening uh, as we do that is we wanted to give you context to exactly what the expansion was going to entail. Um, and so... As this video is wrapping up, we're super, super pumped about what we're going to be able to do for our community as well. And so uh, we've been working with Pastor Justin in a number of different ways. And so, uh, first of all, our pastoral team is absolutely phenomenal. Pastor Rick, Pastor Dan, Pastor Justin, they're amazing people. And so uh, if you'll go to our blueprint, so to kind of give you an idea of what we're looking at, the footprint of Transformation Church and the building that we're currently in, uh, if you guys want to go to the next layout picture, uh, the building that we're currently in, this is the building that we're currently in right now. And so again, about 16,000 square feet. Um, and so the expansion is going to allow us to expand to go ahead and show the new building layout, guys. You'll see all, all that is getting added there. Uh, <clears throat> and so we'll almost double our square footage that we're going to be able to use in our facility. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. Now, the good part is 75% of the square footage that's getting added is all dedicated to kids 11 and under. And so super, super excited for that. And so to kind of give you a vision for what that looks like, in the top left, you see the blue box. That's actually our kids' worship space. And so they're going to have a dedicated worship space with a giant screen and people leading worship, and it's going to be phenomenal. And so we're excited about that. That'll also be multi-use. So it's going to be using a lot of technology so that on Wednesday nights, our students also have a giant gathering space where they can play as well. 
And uh, then we're going to be able to break into classrooms by grades. And so we're going to be able to articulate the gospel to each individual age group better because we can work with second and third graders exclusively instead of trying to communicate to first graders through fifth graders at the same time. And so we're going to be able to break them up into larger, uh, into smaller age groups to be able to make sure that we're communicating the Bible as best we can to each individual age group, which is going to be phenomenal. Uh, and then in addition to that, we're getting to relaunch our Haven ministry for kids with special needs. So that's going to be absolutely amazing. We've, someone asked us, they're like, you got to bring the Haven back. I'm like, we use every square millimeter of this building on Sunday. We have something for kids with special needs but it's, uh, and families with special needs, but it's very limited just because of space. But we're going to get to do more when the expansion comes. If you look bottom left, you'll see the, the blue rectangle. That is our coffee shop that's going to be open seven days a week right here at Transformation Church. In addition to that, every classroom that we have on Sundays for kids is also going to be classrooms for a preschool because we're launching a preschool here on campus uh, for the community. And so that's going to be an amazing thing. So here's the deal. The families that, the families that are coming here, the four to 500 families a week, we're going to facilitate between the preschool and the coffee shop that are going to walk through our doors. When God finally puts it on their heart that they want, that they need to meet God in a special way, what church do you think they're going to? The one that they visit every day, right? And so we're, we're excited for that uh, to be happening. And then if you look into the teal-ish rectangle at the bottom left, just above the coffee shop and restrooms, that's what they call a tactile room. One of the things I'm really excited about that, that's going to be our indoor playground area, as well as a number of other things that's happening for kids. Now, the reason that's special is when your children, for those of you that are parents or grandparents, when your children come in, they're going to come in, get checked in, go to worship, go to their class, learn about Jesus with our curriculum. Then for the last 10 to 15 minutes of every week, they're going to go to the tactile room. They're just going to play, work that energy out. We want to get them as hyped as possible before we give them back to you. Okay, so, <laughs> so you're, you're welcome. Uh, and so... No, we're going we're gonna to have that space for them. Now, this matters for two reasons. One, because we want to give our teachers a 10 to 15 minute window to turn that room around and get ready for the next wave of kids instead of just bringing kids in and out the whole time. We want to we wanna make sure that we're setting the atmosphere as good as possible for the next wave of kids. The second thing it's going to be helpful for is for all of our dream teamers, those that serve and hear multiple services. It's a space for your kids to be where they're no longer having to stay in the classrooms, multiple services, but they have a place that they can be entertained and, and have, get that energy out while you're serving in other places on campus. And so both of those things are amazing. So we're really, really excited about what God is doing in that. So here's the deal. As bridge builders, I do have an ask, though. I want to invite you into the process of helping us build the bridge from where we are to where God is leading us, all right? And this is my invitation to you. We've been in the Imagine campaign for 18 months now. The Imagine campaign is our campaign where we're trying to raise $1.2 million um, to help fund this. Because here's the deal, we wanna be debt-free as quickly as possible. So part of the reason we're doing the coffee shop and the preschool is to make an impact, but it's also because it'll bring additional income because our goal is to make sure that we get debt-free as a church as quickly as possible. We don't want to make it a point where we're always having to talk about money. We don't like doing that. What we want to do is say, let's get ourselves to a place where we can fund the vision no matter what. And so the, one, the preschool and the coffee shop are going to help. Pastor Justin's helping oversee every single one of our external activities as a church um, that we can help fund the vision. And so we have a great plan for it. But the Imagine campaign is going to help make that possible where we're trying to raise over a million dollars to make this possible. We're 18 months into that campaign right now. And we're getting ready. We're launching a new phase of the Imagine campaign for the second 18 months. And so all of you got one of these cards when you walked in. I want to invite you to take it out for just a minute as we get ready to wrap up. And 
if you look at it, it's got basic information, but if you look, there's three little circles or check boxes, right? And they say three different things. One is, I want to start participating. So maybe you've joined TC over the last 18 months and you were never able to be part of the Imagine campaign. We want you to pray about saying yes to it. The second one is, I'm part of the campaign, but I've realized I can do more and I want to say yes to that. And the third one is, I'm part of the campaign. And I want to continue with right what I've been doing. No matter where you are, hear me, there's a way you can say yes to this. Now, here's the beautiful thing. I don't want you to check a box right now. And I don't want you to fill this out right now. I want you to bring this card back on November 5th. The reason why is I want you to take two weeks. Because here's the deal. We've always made a promise to our church that we'll never ask you to give something will always ask you to ask God what you should give. And so here's the deal. You're not going to do this because Pastor Brad wants you to. I want you to do this because God put it on your heart to say yes. And as God puts it on your heart and whatever, whatever he puts on your heart, I want you to say yes to it and check the appropriate box. And November 5th, we're all going to bring these cards in. We're going to have a stinking party that Sunday and celebrate what God's getting ready to do. All right? Now, I want to give you a couple things as we're wrapping up. One, if you look on the back, Here's what we say. You say, I don't know what I can, I don't know what I could do. I don't know, I'm not sure. Well, here's the deal. It, if, so, if somebody in this room can give $5,000 a month over 18 months, we'll take it. I'm gonna shoot straight with you, all right? Like, <laughs> if God puts that on your heart in Jesus' name, all right? Make it happen. But here's the deal. Most of us can't do that. That's not the reality for a lot of us. Here's what we tell you. Over the next two weeks, I want you to pick where, you, where you're comfortable at whatever number, whatever monthly number you're, or weekly number you're comfortable at, and listen to me, and then I want you to pray up. God, give me, give me the yes on what my number is that it requires both faith and resources. And whatever God puts on your heart, that's your answer. The beautiful thing is, I don't see these numbers. I don't know what anybody in this church gives because I get to love everybody the same. All right, so, so you, it's not one of those things that I want to make sure I impress the pastor. If you gave what, you, I'm not going to know because I don't know. Pastor Justin knows because somebody got to count it, right? But uh, so he knows, but I don't know what anybody in this church gives because I want to love every person that walks through our door the same. But here's what I'll say. Pick a number and then pray your way up over the next two weeks. Let God give you your answer and then say yes to being a bridge builder. You guys will join me on that. Me and my wife are doing it. Every person on our staff is doing it. And we already have hundreds of people in our church that have been giving over the last 18 months. But let's make the next 18 months far surpass the previous 18 months. You guys with me on that? Now, here's one thing I want to let you know. This Friday night, say Friday. This Friday night, we're doing a vision night, a vision dinner, where we're going to cast even more vision. If you're new to TC and you're like, I want to know more about what's happening because I want to know how to say yes, join us this Friday night at 6.30. Now, here's the deal. I do need you to register because we're going to feed you. And that food is going to be fire. Anyway, all right. So, uh, but we do. So register. You can scan the QR code or you can go to mytc.life to register for the vision night. All right. Make sure you do that. We want you to come out. Come be a part of it. And we're also going to do a Q&A where you can ask questions, all right? But here's the deal. If we say yes to the Imagine campaign, and this is above and beyond our tithes, this is something extra that we're doing, man, I believe that we can become the bridge builders. In Mark chapter 8, Jesus is, he, he approaches a blind man. We give this to you as we leave. He approaches a blind man and, and he goes up to him and Jesus goes to heal him. And it says he took the blind man by the hand 
led him outside the village, and he spit on his hands, and he rubbed it in the blind man's eyes. And the blind man, Jesus says, uh, can you see? And the blind man says, yeah, I, I, I see people, and they look like trees walking around. Now, this is problematic for two reasons. One, we're not tall as trees, so he wasn't seeing very well. So Jesus is going to have to give a run at that again, all right? But the second thing is more of a question. If he was blind, how did he know what trees looked like? See, based on how he answered the question, we would assume that he wasn't always blind, he became blind. Let me put it this way. At one point he had vision, but somewhere along the way he lost it. And it says that Jesus did it again, wiped his eyes and he could see clearly. Here's the question that I have for you. Where in your life did you used to have vision, but somewhere along the way you lost it? To trust God. To let him lead your life. To let him be in charge. Where did you used to have vision, but at some point you're like, I can't, I can't see the way I used to. And here's the deal. I believe God wants to give you vision back for your life and also for what he wants you to be part of here. How do we do that? We need to learn to trust Jesus with what you can and what you can't see. Sometimes I think it's easy to trust Jesus with what we can see. It's hard to trust him with what we can't see. Let's say yes to trusting, all right, God, I'm trusting you. I'm going to have vision. I'm going to build a strong foundation. And I'm going to trust you with the destination. And I'm saying yes to being a bridge builder. I'm inviting you to join me at. And here's the question I want you to reflect on as we get ready in today. How is God asking you to go all in to get people from here to there? Because God doesn't just want to do something to your life. We say it all the time here at Transformation Church. He wants to do something through your life. Let's say yes together. And I pray we'll see all of you Friday night at the vision night. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you. God, we are so grateful for who you are. God, as we get ready to God, surrender to you, Lord, I pray that you would prompt each one of our hearts to say yes to the thing that we can say yes to. That we would walk in faith. God, that we would, we would have vision, we would build a foundation, and we would have a destination that you're setting for us, God. Let our life be about more than us. Let it be about you. We thank you for it. For each one that's here today, God, I pray you prompt their hearts to say yes to whatever their next step is. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, if you're here today, friend, and you, you say, Brad, I, I do want to be a bridge builder, but to be honest with you, my foundation for my life is not Jesus. But it needs to be. I have not surrendered my life to him, but I need to. Today, I'm ready to start. Today, if that's you, the beauty of the gospel, friend, is that even though all of us have sinned, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for those sins and 
Today, if you want to be forgiven, today, if you want a fresh start, and today you want to surrender your life to him, all it takes is faith. And from that faith, that belief that he paid for our sins, then it leads to repentance where we say, all right, now I'm going to, I'm going to choose a different life than the one I've been living. But today it starts with faith. And today, if you're ready, put your faith in Jesus today, you're ready to be forgiven. You're ready for a fresh start. I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me, and the whole church will pray it with you. So let's pray. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive you my sins. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. Give me a fresh start. And I'll follow you forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's give it up for all those that prayed that today. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. If you want to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. More information about our church or to contact us, feel free to go to mytc.life. Mytc.life is also where you can partner with us financially, and we would love it if you would consider doing just that, as your financial support is a key factor in helping our content channels grow. So I want to invite you to join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. I pray you have a blessed day.